0: Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world.
1: Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom.
0: And Isaac from Resolute Man, together pursuing the mission to impact 10 million families and their legacies for the kingdom of God.
1: We've been married for 23 years and are seeing the fruit from raising our nine children biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible.
0: We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children as too many from Christian families are walking away from their faith by the age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way.
1: We're praising the Lord that the ministry continues to expand and impact more legacies we couldn't do this without you, whether you pray for us, give us five-star reviews, or share on social.
0: Or even if you purchase courses and merch or join the Be Courageous Act community, enjoy the coffee or support financially. We're so thankful you are a big part of the 10 Million Legacies movement.
1: If you want access to all the episodes, show notes, and other biblically-based resources, go to BeCourageousMinistry.org.
0: Join us as we start another important conversation about effective parenting in the following month. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Hey guys. Talking about marriage today. Marriage is so under attack. We just feel a prompting from the Mm -hmm. Lord to tend to this a little bit more than we have in past. And so, you know, this is all about that. And I think an important topic of really, you know, paying attention to your spouse and where's your real relationship actually Mm -hmm. at and how can you grow that relationship?
1: As we were talking about the attacks that we've been, you know, seen on marriage as people are reaching out and you know they're really seeking to be walking biblically they want healing they want restoration they want help mm. you know um we just thought listen this is this is a big deal so we're gonna do a podcast on this but when we're talking about attacks on marriage, one of the biggest attacks on marriage that we kind of talked about actually could all be narrowed down to one word and that's time or here's another word are you too busy? to know your spouse and to have a strong relationship, right? Because as we're wanting to dig in and have strong marriage or Mm. like, what is the motivation for a strong marriage? Aside from the fact that like every person wants to be loved and known and, and know someone deeply, right? We want to glorify God with our marriages. We want to leave a strong legacy of a strong marriage to our kids. We, there's so many whys, Right. I think but, of
0: selfishness, too. That's a big one.
1: Yeah. And and but when when you think about the why's, here's another why that should go on your list. It's important that we are really like investing in the strength training. Yeah, I said strength training. So you're probably envisioning when I say that, like working out in a gym. Right. We need to invest in the strength training of our marriages because they need to be unbreakable during these unprecedented times.
0: It is vital. The times we're going in, we have to be proactive right now. Mm -hmm. We're not in fear at all, but we have to look at the times and what's happening and the tax on marriage and go, Mm -hmm. okay, well, how is my marriage doing? And if you just go, yeah, it's pretty good, then you might not be tending it proactively. Like, how can you make it stronger? How can it be? Yeah, okay. You might be in a place where you have commitment to each other. And you feel trust in that, but are you a thriving marriage? Mm-hmm. Are you communicating about everything that needs to be talked about? Are you making decisions together in alignment mm-hmm. proactively that nurture your marriage and protect and help your family? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so important during these times. You know, times are just gonna get more challenging in some ways, in some ways, they might get better, right? But I think that in these unprecedented times, I totally agree is your marriage unbreakable?
1: And is it, it yeah. that
0: strong? Where does it need to be shored up? And some of you listening might be like, um. well, there isn't commitment. There isn't real connection. Mm. I don't feel known by my spouse. I don't feel like we have a even a good marriage.
1: Or maybe they are struggling with being in alignment. Maybe they're not unified as a team. Maybe they f- feel like their horses going in different directions in a sense as far as pulling the cart, right? And leading their families and you know all of these things are there are little topics that we could definitely dig deeper into but we really want to hone in and talk about your relationship with your spouse and 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 really pursuing the heart of your spouse Um, and so before we dive in though we just want to say thank you so much for joining us here on the courageous parenting podcast you guys know that we've been at this now for this is our anniversary this Oh wow. You get that like Episode
0: the, 1 came out 5 years ago this week.
1: That's huge. I was thinking about <laughs> that yesterday. I was that's like, right. can we actually Wow. Five year anniversary when this podcast releases. Haven't we're shooting missed it a, a few single days early.
0: week. Praise the Lord that yeah. we've been able to do that. It's
1: pretty exciting, and so um, we just want to say thank you to you guys who have been supporters and been listening. You're why we keep doing this. Yeah. Um, and thank you for the emails and for just the reaching out because it helps us to know what's relevant to talk about and to encourage you with. So, speaking
0: of that, we just sent out our. I think, fourth monthly newsletter. We
1: just started and I, this. And I yeah. hope
0: you're getting it. If you're not getting it, we need to be connected through email. Yeah. It's so important. You can go to our social handles and, and, and get connected there, Be ministry.org or CourageousParenting.com. Yeah. Both you can get on the email list. But if you're not on our email list, there might come a day where – it's harder for us to connect. Maybe we're kicked off social media or something like that. So, also, of course, the Be Courageous mm-hmm. app is a way to always be the most connected. But I think that uh, that would be important. That newsletter yeah. is helpful.
1: Well, I was just going to say, just so people know, the newsletter is not like our other emails. We put in a lot of value in there. We, we try to. I always am sharing a recipe. I'm always sharing or, an
0: interesting news story,
1: and and then we try to share something that's going on in the homestead, either right now or something we've learned, or maybe a recipe or a, a homemaker. Or hack or Marriage something like tips. that. Marriage tips. We
0: always give a tip right in the beginning. There's a yeah. theme for each newsletter. Uh, yeah. We always give a ministry update. We always share what's going on personally. Something a little
1: personal. Tolpen yeah.
0: happenings. So yeah. We call it. So
1: anyway, so if you're interested in getting the newsletter and you're not getting it, that means that you're not on our email list to get it. And so just go to BeCourageousMinistry.org and you can sign up there real easy.
0: Hey, I am so glad you're part of this. BeCourageousMinistry.org is all the show notes so forth. Let's dive in. So the heart Yes. Of marriage, right? Mm. Knowing each other's hearts, relationships in marriage. So important. I think at the core, that is one of the most important things to nurture, to have an unbreakable team.
1: It is. And I think that it's hard when you feel like the other person doesn't know your heart or they don't know the growth. I I just want to speak to this for a moment. We've talked a lot about this on the podcast in regards to um, allowing your children to grow and having a perspective of growth mindset, of expecting growth, expecting spiritual maturity, and not not in a sense of like having high expect too high of expectations. That's not what I'm saying, but like in the sense of I should expect my kids to grow. So when they do, I'm going to rejoice in that. I'm going to call that out in them. I'm going to recognize it. I'm not going to treat them younger than they actually are. I'm going to have respect for the fact that God is growing in their life. And this is also important in marriage mm. because there are seasons, like it's easy for you when you when you marry somebody, you can rattle off all the things that you're in love with, right? And, and you have in your mind, like mm-hmm. what attracted you to them and, and you can feel close and all of those things when you're engaged and you're first getting married and even those first few years of life, they might, that person might change, but you're also changing with them. So you're kind of changing together. But to acknowledge that growth, to acknowledge that change, and not just label the certain um, traits or certain struggles or certain sins or certain mistakes and go, they always, right? And label that always. Even if you don't say it out loud, like if it's in your mind, oh, they always do this to me or they always think that they know what I'm thinking when they don't. Or, you know, if, if you've communicated about that kind of an issue I think that it's really important if the other person is receptive and they've heard you and they're going to try to expect that there's going to be growth in that area in your relationship. And so I think identifying the labels and reputation that you've developed in your brain about your marriage as if it's like another person, Mm -hmm. right? And recognizing and giving that marriage room to grow.
0: Absolutely. Where has your labels about your spouse prevented them... from growing. Mm -hmm. It's not motivating to grow. If your spouse always thinks of you in this one way Mm -hmm. about how you used to be, you know, if you don't believe that they're going to change how they look at you, then it's going to be hard to do that hard work of really changing too. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we need that encouragement from one another of releasing us from Mm -hmm. that negative image in some area from something that happened in the past. So I think Mm -hmm. that's really, really important. Where might that exist? I also think in Christian marriages, we have this wonderful thing of a lifelong commitment because we understand Mm -hmm. what marriage really is, what the Bible says about marriage. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that, if especially men, maybe, but um, I think it can happen with women too, but more men, I think that once we have something and it's secure, we tend to neglect Things sometimes, and so I think mm-hmm. it's really important to think about, gents, where have you neglected the relationship? Because you know, no matter what, your wife is completely committed to you mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. And I think that that is a subconscious thing, uh, but it's something we need to be aware of where we're neglecting. Yeah. Because familiarity also breeds contempt. We've said before, mm-hmm. but it's it's like. The closer you are together and you're committed forever, sometimes you, you take can it for really take each other for granted. Mm-hmm. And gents, we can, we can tend to do that with our wives. I know I've done that before and I just, you know, don't want to be that way. And mm-hmm. so I try not to be, but sometimes I can fall into that just kind of taking... Angie for granted, taking what she's doing for granted.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: she feels that. And then that comes out in other ways. Mm-hmm. And she may not even be able to pinpoint that that's why, but I'm sure that it's part of it. So I think, you know, we have a responsibility to really mm-hmm. uh, nurture that relationship with our wives.
1: I think it's interesting for me. I don't know if I can speak for every woman out there. Um, But for the guys who are maybe listening in the times where I have felt the opposite of what Isaac's talking about, where I felt really appreciated, valued, cherished, loved, um, where Isaac's taken an effort to acknowledge and affirm and appreciate the things that I'm doing, the works that I'm doing with my hounds that are uh, building our home or Mm -hmm. homeschooling the kids or working hard on the homestead or different things like that. When he, um, like, I know it sounds silly, but even when I'm like gardening, if he comes out to the garden and he's just like, wow, look at this. And he's like, so excited and really, um, cheering me on, I guess, and thankful and acknowledging like you put so much into this. Thank you so much. And and like that kind of stuff, it, it actually makes me want to do more. And I think that most humans are probably wired yeah. that way to where if we receive some cheerleading and some acknowledgement for the hard work that we're doing, then we want to do better. It's kind of like when you're playing sports, right? And you're on a team and you, there's people in the bleachers. If you you shoot a hoop and you you swish it and you hit that three-pointer and the whole crowd starts cheering, right? You're like, there's something that happens. You feel this like sense inside yourself that you're like, I did that. I can do better and I can keep trying and you get this like spurt of energy to keep going. And I think that it's important that we acknowledge like the bible even talks about life as a race mm-hmm. and that we need to keep pers- persevering and pressing on to the goal and encouraging one another and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later but i know that in the times where isaac was just talking about ne- the the pitfall of neglect but i just want to speak to how powerful you can step out of that by just taking a moment to appreciate and that really Changes everything.
0: So why don't you think right now of something you haven't been appreciating about your spouse Mm -hmm. that really probably should be and appreciate that, affirm that in them. In the same token, I love we had just this amazing episode with Kirk Cameron on the podcast just a couple back. And I go listen to it if you haven't already. And please share it because that episode I thought was really amazing on a couple levels. Mm -hmm. One of the things that was powerful right there is while he made the point, while we should affirm each other, encourage each other, our identity must remain in Christ. And if it's not, then that reaps havoc on the marriage relationship Mm -hmm. because we're trying to get our value from our spouse when really our value comes from God. God in our identity in Christ.
1: Yeah, that was a really powerful time. He he just talked about how it's unfair to put that kind of pressure on your spouse or even on your children to be mm-hmm. appreciating you. And that, that's true. I mean, the Bible says that we're to work heartily as unto the Lord, right? And so we're supposed to be, even if we aren't getting the praise, even if we aren't getting the acknowledgement, aren't getting the affirmation, uh, when our identity is strong in the Lord, we keep being faithful regardless. regardless. Because we don't do things for people pleasing. We don't do things for other people. And so while it is true and important that we are affirming one another Mm. in our marriage, that's part of how we tend to the hearts within our marriage, right? Um, There's also this, it's like both are true at the exact same time. And that may seem like a paradox where it's like, you need to have a strong identity to where you don't need to be praised or you don't need to be affirmed. But at the same time, we're going to also say you need to be appreciating your spouse and valuing them and cherishing them and speaking life into them yeah, because both are true and both are biblical.
0: Yeah. Ephesians 5.33, I think is a great verse to just kick this episode off. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So what kind of love is it? What kind of relationship is it if the husband is loving his wife as himself.
1: God is speaking directly to man's hearts here. He's like, all humans are really selfish.
0: They're gonna love themselves the most. <laughs> it is the complete opposite of selfishness. Yes. And I think man And in
1: everything, it's not in one category. <laughs> I think
0: man's <laughs> yeah. selfishness, sometimes women's selfishness too, probably goes both ways, uh, is the destruction of, of marriage, the marriage, relationship. Totally. And you could be committed the rest of your life and love each other and be in a destructive state at the same time for the mm-hmm. rest of your lives. Mm-hmm. If you're but,
1: competitive with each other, for example. Yeah. So unhealthy.
0: So what is the call here is to love our wives as ourselves. Like, whoa. Like if if you exercise, if you try and eat good food, if you try and, you know, live as long as you can for your kids and so forth. But also, you know, you want to you want to live, right? Because. You care about yourself? Then
1: you need work, to let your wife work. also have time to work out. We need to make sure she <laughs> yes. has time
0: to take care of her body and 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 do those things and even at our personal sacrifice even when we're tired and these kinds of things. It's that mm-hmm. that is a calling and then let the wife see that she respects her husband. Does a husband have to be perfect for do uh, I have to do I have to be perfect for you to respect no, me? No.
1: This is lit- this has nothing to do with their performance. <laughs> this is what God is saying, he's saying, see to it that the wives respect their husbands. He's not saying, see to it that the wives respect their husbands if they X, Y, and Z, if mm. they do these things, mm. if they deserve it. Nowhere in scripture, it doesn't say that about honoring your parents either, which is one of the Ten Commandments, right? Honor your mother and father, and that comes with a promise. We, ta- we see Life that again go and well with in you and Ephesians the chapter six, right? We teach that to our children. It doesn't say, children, honor your parents, but only if they deserve it. We don't say, so, so like that's how the world operates. And obviously, we're not to be conformed to this world. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, mm-hmm. which happens by the washing of the word, by the way. And so, as we're reading the Bible, it's going to be countercultural to what the world is doing. And so, in a world where people only respect people if they deserve it, and they don't deserve it unless they are super successful in worldly ways right that i just have to call that out because if we are only respecting people based upon their performance or their worldly success we are wildly deceived oh, wildly yeah. deceived because the truth is is that the the man that is more working with his hands and quiet at home and leading his family and being faithful and, and all of those things deserves so much more respect than the person who maybe has um, a half a million followers but lost his wife and kids and they don't want anything to do with him. Oh, when and ha- so- well,
0: well, when that guy with half a million followers dies, his account is void. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. What and matters is there's the legacy. No legacy yeah. And there's or no Or what there
1: is is a bad legacy. A bad legacy yeah.
0: that's not glorifying God. But the quiet man that's working with his hands and, and, and tending to his family's hearts mm-hmm. and nurturing them and leading well and as a servant marriage, and being faithful yeah. and all these loving his wife well, that is going to reap an everlasting mm-hmm. fruit. Mm-hmm. so what do we want now is it possible that you could do that and be financially prospering absolutely yes. right we don't believe in the poverty gospel by any stretch of the imagination but it, i think it is a good point and yeah. and respect you know you know what happens when wives give respect to their husbands is husbands often it might take some time might take a lot of consistent over a long period of time But husbands start to rise up to that in a way. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa, she's being so nice to me. She's being so respectful. And it really causes you to want to earn that, even though your wife isn't requiring that. Mm
1: -hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I think that you know when we talk about tending the hearts, there are whole Christian books that are written on love and respect. It is the title of one book. And it's... It's a pretty good book, but the whole premise is this specific scripture. And when we Mm. talk about tending the hearts of our spouses, men are really wired in a way where respect is like that really matters to them even Mm -hmm. more than it does to women. Whereas with women, like they do desire to be loved and there's this need for like emotional loyalty and faithfulness and Mm -hmm. you know and men are the same way i'm not saying that they don't want that emotional loyalty so don't take me wrong there but my point is is like god is really speaking to how men and women are designed here when he says "Husbands, see to it that you love your wives as yourself meaning like and then there's another scripture that says that you'd be willing to die for her as Christ died for the church, right? That is sacrifice. That is selflessness. That is the kind of leadership that God is calling men to in their homes. Mm. And it's actually like, when you think about the role of a mother and a mother's love for her child, there is this unwavering, sacrificial, do it every day, take care of the nitty gritty, do the mundane, change the diapers, bathe the kids, take care of boo-boos calmly try to get kids to have emotional self-control over and over and over again. There's this self-sacrificing like nature of women with their children and God is calling men to do that with their wives, mm-hmm. right? Like not not change their diapers and those kinds mm-hmm. of things, but mm-hmm. like the, the amount of love, the amount of selflessness, the amount of sacrifice actually is what God is saying. Like women are wired this way, but you need to like choose to be this way.
0: And no human can do this well. No, unless they are tuned in to God, unless they're growing their relationship with God. So Mm -hmm. if the wife is walking strong with the Lord and the husband is walking strong with the Lord, it's going to be much easier to do this in a consistent basis with each other. But I think without the Lord, it's going to be really hard. In some marriages, only one is walking strong with the Lord. And in that marriage, you're kind of trying to win over your spouse by still doing your part even though their part isn't happening.
1: It's interesting. I think that, you know, when you think about relationships Winning over for the Lord. Yeah. When you think about tending to the heart of your spouse, you need to really know them. We talk about this in the Parenting Mentor Program with like studying your children, knowing how they're wired, not having unrealistic expectations for your kids mm-hmm. um, and but having realistic view of them and helping them to grow and, and be challenged and nurtured and all those things. But in your relationship, do you spend as much time studying your spouse and acknowledging that there can be growth and expecting growth and, and encouraging that in them – and do you invest? Like when we talked about the attack on marriage, I said this one word, which was time. And how busyness is really a huge hurdle. It's a huge um, issue in marriages because when when you think about loving, when you think about like women respecting their husbands, I know that for myself, another thing that really helps me to respect my husband is honestly when I just get to spend one-on-one time with him and I get to communicate with him. I grow, it, like it, any... Um, argument or any disagreement or any um, frustration that maybe we have had in marriage. Like when we sit and we talk it out, then all of a sudden it's gone. Right. And so it's like, it's dealt with, we keep a short list and we don't, I mean, it's all in with this eternal perspective also and an understanding of who we are ourselves, that we are sinners and that we've been forgiven much. And and it helps you to have respect for one another when you're both sitting there with these open hearts, willing to hear the truth and willing to grow and change and be challenged. And that's what relationship is all about.
0: So that brings up a question. What are you not talking about in your marriage? What are you scared to talk about because of the way your yeah. relationship is right now, and that is a good indicator of the real gaping hole in your relationship, of mm-hmm. uh, where you're uh, fearful of their reaction if you talk about something, and so there's mm-hmm. just a whole category not that you're not talking about. Maybe it's mm-hmm. the spiritual category, yeah, and that, or maybe it's the financial category, or maybe it's the
1: what is the taboo ra- topic? Ra- raise yes. how you're
0: raising the kids category, or maybe it's you know extended family, mm-hmm. And maybe it's. Friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, you're there's fear to talk about it because mm-hmm. well he loves his buddies so much, but their kids are not great influences on your kids.
1: Right. So I mean it's really important that like in all this, when you're asking that question, what is the hard topics that maybe you're avoiding talking about so that you can have Um, peace in your relationship. But in reality, you guys know what we believe about that. That's just fake peace. That's not real peace. Mm -hmm. It's still there. It's still bothering you. It's still something creating division in your marriage. It's still a foothold for the enemy to use to attack your marriage. And I think that that's really like the punchline is we need to recognize that there are things in life, whether it be a disagreement or a lack of unity on a topic, those can be footholds for the enemy, but truly like over-scheduling your life to where you're too busy to spend time with your spouse can also be a foothold for the enemy that prevents you from actually knowing one another well. And the reality is, is if you're not spending time intimately having deep mm-hmm. conversations and knowing one another, then we both know that that's also affecting your intimacy. We both mm-hmm. know that that's also affecting your oneness. And so the truth, truth is is that we need to evaluate both the the practical like conversational topics that we need to be thinking about and digging in with but we also need to evaluate just the 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 reality of like what is my schedule actually creating? Is this creating an attack on my marriage? Because I'm so busy going here and there and for all the kids and all the things that I don't even know who my spouse is anymore. Because the truth is, is you can be doing so many things in life and our world has it wildly messed up where busyness all of a sudden makes you feel like you're important, right? Yeah. And that's not truth. That's a lie from the devil. And we need to really prioritize the investment of time that we need to put into our marriage to be able to have a strong communication, strong unity, strong loyalty to one another, to where you know each other so well that if somebody was to say something about your spouse, you're like, no, that's not true. That was not ever said, or that never happened, or she doesn't think that way, or he doesn't think that way. Like, can you have each other's backs? Because the truth is, is the enemy is going to attack marriage.
0: Absolutely. I know you have a scripture, but right before we get to that, I just want to let you know of a couple things that support the ministry and are amazing Mm -hmm. things too. First of all, the Be Courageous app. It's free for the first week. Come check it out. Speaking of marriage, we have a whole marriage series that everyone in the app gets free when you're part of the app. So it's six hours um, and you can go at your own pace and consume Mm -hmm. it however you want. But it really goes over the six key things about marriage and it's uh, amazing. There's so much more uh, content in there, community exclusive resources. Plus, we, we're going to do a Q&A on this episode on Wednesday, three o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do that every Wednesday, too, for every podcast episode. And you can ask us questions, too. It's only about 30 minutes. Pop on Talk with us, get a little extra content, things, reflections from the episode after we do it. We do one takes on this, right? Mm -hmm. So afterwards, there's always some reflections. Sometimes there's things, oh, I wish I would have said this or that. And so we kind of talk about that, Mm -hmm. give some bonus content.
1: We usually give really like practical tips in there. I feel like the last few episodes when we've talked about things, it was like, Legit, practical. You can go and apply this so in your family right We get about
0: 12 now. minutes yeah. of that and then open up for questions. You can ask us other things too. So mm-hmm. anyways, it's just a really awesome growing community. The other thing I wanted mm-hmm. to share about is the Parenting Mentor Program. This uh, remains the most important resource Be Courageous Ministry puts out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it has resonated with thousands of marriages yeah. Uh, in their parenting it is a parenting mentor program but it also helps you with your marriage mm-hmm. uh, in a massive way specifically getting an alignment about mm-hmm. your parenting plan which is essential that you have aligned a teamwork yeah. in that and unless you talk through the things in the parenting mentor program you're probably not as in alignment as you think you are and there's probably areas that you're both not even implementing and, and so it's super super important mm-hmm. it's really the biblical truth but then how to apply that in these unprecedented times. And Mm -hmm. so there's also a free workshop. If you want to get a taste and get some really good parenting advice, you can get that at ministry.org too. It's completely free and you get a roadmap afterwards. And it'll also show you inside the Parenting Mentor Program. So I appreciate you just Mm -hmm. listening for a moment. We have two more points they mm-hmm. won't take too long but why don't you kick it off with the scripture well
1: we wanted to also talk about in regards to relationship and one of the things that we have seen a lot um is a potential temptation for sin and yeah. foothold that the enemy has and so colossians 3 19 is, is speaking really boldly to husbands here it says husbands love your wives okay that sounds good and it says and do not be harsh with them mm-hmm. and you know when we were talking earlier it, it, one of the things that comes up is you know sometimes over time i'm thinking of the marriage maybe 9 years in 11 years in maybe 15 16 years in where there's familiarity mm-hmm. there's comfortability and maybe there isn't like a trying anymore so there is a a lack of sweetness in the way that mm. you talk to one another and i'm i'm talking to both husbands and wives here because i think that wives are equally just as um, tempted to become harsh with their husbands, Mm -hmm. to be honest. I know that like at the end of a long day, end of a long year, end of a long 10 years, it's not always easy to be sweet with your words and with your tone. And so this is something that for sure, when we're talking about a thriving marriage, when we're um, really pinpointing what some of the footholds could potentially be that the enemy is trying to use to attack your marriage – one of the things that you have control over as an adult, even as a kid, and we want to teach our kids this too, is so we have control over our tones. We have control over the words that we choose to use, right? And, you know, I think that sometimes in in – even with Christian parents, people will slip up and they'll say something that they wish they didn't say in the heat of the moment, right? They're angry, they're frustrated, they're tired, maybe they're sick, who knows what it is. And they say something that they wish they would not have said. You can't take those words back. You can repent, you can confess that sin and apologize. And Lord willing, God enables the person that you offended to forgive you, right? Hopefully Mm -hmm. they know the gospel. And we in our marriage need to model that for our kids as well but a lot of that can be avoided if we have it on our minds to not be harsh and to be kind to sim and i know that that sounds really simple but i really want to like for myself i'm like i'm isaac was actually going to read this verse and i think that god wanted me to read it because <laughs> he wanted me to evaluate If I am harsh with my words, because I know that when I get busy, I'm just speaking really bluntly right now. We talked about busyness and how that can be an attack on marriage because there's no time for the really important conversations Mm -hmm. or for the sweet, simple interactions that get uninterrupted where you feel like, oh, my husband really appreciates me. Oh, my wife really loves me. You know what I mean? Like if you're constantly go, go, going with little children, sometimes it's hard to steal those moments away, but you have to. You have to prioritize just going up and giving a hug. Even if you have a kid hanging on your leg. And
0: I think I, we have to assume virtue to be able to do that. Yes. That's a, a phrase we use a lot in our family, which mm-hmm. is assume virtue. Assume the best in them. It's don't about heart don't hold on yeah. to aggravations. If you're not assuming the best, it means you haven't forgiven them for something. You've it got a grudge a, of some kind, bitter, right? You have a bitter root. Yeah. And a bitter root, the Bible says, defiles many. Mm-hmm. Is a bitter root defiling your marriage. Do you constantly look at them in a certain lens because of that bitter root mm-hmm. to where you make the wrong connections about everything? You assume the worst when they're mm-hmm. talking and mm-hmm. then you're harsh. And mm-hmm. so it's really important not to be harsh. Let's move on because we've got two. I don't want to miss these very important points. Yes, yes, yes. Which is, okay. second point is be on a mission together this is so paramount yeah I don't know where our family and where our marriage would be if we weren't on a mission together and we've been on mm-hmm. a mission together since the very beginning mm-hmm. were we learning what that mission was as we were going absolutely yeah. we're always that mission is recalibrating while some things stay exactly the same uh a legacy of faith on into many generations future that's always been the case yeah but is there recalibrations in some of the missions that we're doing in different seasons and so forth? Well, what's great about
1: this thought is that there are missions, plural, not just a mission, right? There's the great commission and that never changes. That's collective for every Christian, for every Christian marriage, for every Christian family. But then there's, micro-missions, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think of even just like how- garden. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. Micro-mission. There is. There's (laughs) micro-missions that are seasonal. And within your marriage, there are seasons within your marriage too, where your missions are going to potentially, your mini-missions, your micro-missions are going to change, but you still have the overarching mission of raising a godly family, for example, or having a godly marriage or growing in your individual relationships with the Lord. And
0: before you get too lofty in your thoughts, of course, I do like lofty thoughts about missions, but- (laughs) before you get too lofty about them, uh, just recognize that your mission in your home to raise a godly family as husband and wife is enough. is enough and is the most important and amazing and does take huge amount of bandwidth to do it well. Yeah. like it can't be delegated. You cannot delegate Mm -mm. the jurisdiction of discipling and raising up your children. That's why the parenting mentor program is so important because it literally we teach you here's how to disciple your children based on which age groups they're in and Mm -hmm. so forth and why and the resources to use and the Bible. This is what the Bible says about the theology of parenting. To be on most importantly on a mission as a marriage to raise up the next generation, to love the Lord. And while you can't save your children, you have the biggest influence on pointing them to God and being an example Mm -hmm. of having a real relationship with the Lord. And if that is not present in your marriage and in your family and as a focus as the most important mission, I wouldn't even start thinking about other missions nope. until you have that going, not perfect, but until you have that intentionality together, going in a direction, I would not be thinking about mm-hmm. the extra things you can do unless you need to for financial reasons. And yeah. that's fine. But it's really a point. Let's keep the main thing, the main thing, the most important thing, the most important thing. So we're not later in life mm-hmm. living with deep regrets because we got a little ambitious in a direction that sacrificed our most important mission mission, it is really, really important. Yeah. Now, because I think one of the benefits, Ange, that we've experienced, because we've constantly recalibrated to make sure we're in alignment yeah. in our marriage, yeah. because the main thing has always been the most important in our marriage and in our family, we've had the opportunity to do other things that don't sacrifice the number one mission. Mm-hmm. And while I... Have at times when I was really busy with work and had a feeling company, there was times, I could, a few times, where I could see myself in real time starting to sacrifice the most important mission. I knew it and I was trying to solve it and mm-hmm. I was trying to get back to that
1: yeah. as fast as
0: I could. And I had to choose. close, I had to yeah. choose. I had yeah. to close down my company because yeah. it wasn't happening fast enough. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that. But you know what? It's so important. That mission is so important. Yeah. But what are other missions? You could be on together.
1: Well, here's one that God gives us in Colossians, or actually, it's in Romans chapter 15. I absolutely love this verse. It's chapter 15, verse 5 and 6. So it's just two verses. Listen, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It goes back to the Great Commission. Yeah, That's glorify what it is. the Lord. That's the mission, to glorify the Lord. If you're doing that, you are going to be leaving a godly legacy, actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if there's one mission that you're on together, it is right here in Romans 15, 5 and 6. You guys, when Isaac read this to me when we were preparing this, I'm like, that is such... that is so good. that should be like our theme verse for our family this next year. Yes. I love it. Boom. Oh, yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. Fist pump on YouTube. <laughs> but anyways, you guys, we love this scripture because it legit is an exhortation from God. And he wants us to have endurance. And he wants us to be encouraged to live in harmony with one another and with Christ Jesus. In accord with Christ Jesus. So it's this, it's a beautiful example to the world when you are.
0: Just don't assume you're on a mission together. I think there's a lot of assumptions being made. No, we're on a mission. We're raising our kids. No, no, no. Have you, you are not on a mission unless there's lots of communication about it. Hmm. So if there's not communication, you can't just assume that you're actually on a mission together. Yeah. It takes being on a mission to say no to the right things. You're going to say yes to too many of the wrong things if you're not communicating clearly about your missions. Yeah. You can't do everything. You got to prune the fruit. Good fruit. Prune some off. Why? So all the energy can go into the right fruit. Mm -hmm. Are you focusing on the right fruit? Not if you have not communicated regularly about the mission or missions that you're Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. That is super, super important. And finally, encourage progress. Galatians Uh, 6, 9, such a good verse, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then- In
1: life, there's so many times where you can feel like giving up. You get tired, right? Um, As a parent, it can feel like you're constantly- constantly working towards something and maybe you're hitting a wall, right? And you're just like, why is there not breakthrough with this kid? (laughs) Or you get frustrated or you get tired or you you grow weary. And God is saying, do not grow weary in doing good. You need one another as a team to remind each other to keep going, to stay on the path of righteousness. It's like, I think, a pilgrim's progress, right? How many times in, in that analogy do we see him potentially wander off and he needs people to point him back to the true path. And we have to do that for each other in marriage.
0: Totally agree. But it's so funny. I don't even know about Pilgrim's progress.
1: Are you kidding? Oh my goodness. I've read that with each of the kids. I've ne- so I have. I just funny. don't
0: even know the story. I mean, you're probably balking at me right now, but I just, John Bunyan. I
1: Anyways. I don't
0: know. I'm going to have to catch that one. Hey,
1: and for those of you who want an an opportunity to talk to your kids about staying on the right path, there is even a Torchlighter DVD of John Bunyan and this... Story of his life, he was the original author. It's very good. I'll have to check it out. But encourage
0: progress is so, so important. And you can't do that without a good relationship. You can't do that unless you as well as if if, if you're not walking strong with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard to encourage progress if you don't understand the missions you're on. Mm -hmm. And each person is unique, created by God uh, with passions, interests, dreams. And then you have your joint dreams together. But I think it's so important. And sometimes, husbands, we need to encourage our wives to pursue some of their dreams. In the right season mm-hmm. but pursue some of the dreams never at the sacrifice of the family mm-hmm. find a way i believe in the genius of the Anne versus the tyranny of, of the aura book said mm-hmm. it's it's so important the genius of the Anne, how can both happen and sometimes and can't happen sometimes or is the better option if you have young kids and mm-hmm. it's the wrong season so think and about that you have that.
1: to be really careful when it comes to seasons that you're not sacrificing things and mm-hmm. and being honest and i think that that takes a humble wife Or, and a humble husband, whoever's pursuing that dream, to go Mm -hmm. to the other one and say, Hey, like we knew this was going to take a sacrifice, but is this just too much? Is this not the right time? Does this need to go to the back burner? Does this need to pause? And we have to open, we have to hold our dreams open handed to the Lord, not, not expecting that we're just going to push through and do it so that we can say we did it. Like, are our dreams callings from God or are they selfish, motivated? um things that are are human, right? That are human inspired. And and so I think that truly if we are open handed then we're willing to say, okay, yes, Lord, back burner is fine. I've had to do that many times with certain books. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, no, the amount, sheer amount of time that's gonna take to edit, to finish, to to do those things, it's not the right season. Because of having little kids or nursing or whatever. But well, we
0: hope this next year, I don't know if you saw our newsletter, if you haven't, it's in there. Our goal this year, Lord willing, and if the finances come through, we're fundraising right now, um, is to be able to g- launch the Courageous Parenting book mm-hmm. and the Resolute Man book. And to get two really like valuable, practical, motivational, biblically based books for being yeah. a man and parenting in this generation, in these times yeah. that we're in is going to be important. We feel a burning passion inside of us to get these things out and we need your help. If you want to be financial partners with us, we need, you know, uh, a good number of financial partners on an ongoing basis or, or one time too. So uh, check that out at ministry.org. But in, to encourage progress, uh, spiritual think about friendships does your wife need friendships are you sabotaging her friendships by not wanting to have them over by not mm-hmm. wanting to do this wives are you sabotaging friendships by not wanting to do hospitality and your husband's mm-hmm. lonely and you yeah. know these kinds of yeah. things are your children lonely because you don't want to do hospitality because mm-hmm. everything has to be so perfect and it's so hard to get everything perfect and a sacrifice is the most important thing so then for you, you don't have anybody over okay
1: you, you can tell that i definitely <laughs> listen to me teach right, on hospitality so, uh, a lot. he's just pro- rattling it all so
0: projects <laughs> Projects are so important. What Mm -hmm. projects is your wife passionate about? What projects? I'm passionate about the Resolute Man podcast. But you know what? I can't get that out every week right now because other things are more important. But you know what? It was like a month ago or a couple months ago. Angie's like, you just need to do that. 'Cause you really And it's come good alive. that you
1: started. It's good that you started. Yeah. And and it and for you I know that doing things on a regular basis are super important because you're very good at
0: Well, I know how impact works. Yes. You have to do things consistently and never stop if you're gonna impact the most people. Right. And I'm all about impacting the most people possible. Right,
1: right. But right now, because we've been doing this podcast for five years, that's where your first priority is. Because first you know priority is right here, more. sitting next to my
0: wife and doing yeah. this podcast. And I'm passionate about this. Absolutely. I don't lose my passion here because I have a passion over there.
1: Yeah.
0: No, totally. no, no. The, I love the impact. Are you kidding? I mean, this podcast is going to do over 1.1, maybe 1.2 million downloads this year, the most ever in the history of the podcast, five years running. It's grown every single year. Praise the Lord of the impact that's happening through this. Thank you. Praise the Lord for you for sharing it and Mm -hmm. being part of the 10 million legacies movement together. While we're far from impacting 10 million legacies, because I mean, some of you listen to every single episode. so. (laughs)
1: That's amazing. So, so
0: I mean, one point one million yeah. downloads doesn't mean one point one million people.
1: Still so amazing, right?
0: And I believe an indelible impact on ten million legacies goes deeper than just listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. It means they're being impacted by the Be Courageous app community. They're taking a course that they've really grabbed on to the content and created change in their family, like mm-hmm. the three thousand people in the parent mentor program and so forth. So, uh, financial. You know, is, is, is progress financially? Is that something that mm-hmm. you, you need to encourage each other in and mm-hmm. find uh, more ways in these weird times mm-hmm. to make things work so that you can both be home more? Maybe, maybe that's a dream you have these kinds of things, but the encouragement of a spouse and making progress when Angie encourages me and I feel like, wow, she believes I'm doing a good job, even though things aren't perfect. And she encourages me in the work I'm doing. It just makes me more productive. I mean, it's awesome. So, and mm-hmm. in, in likewise, if our wives are encouraged in the work they're doing. The other day, what did I do? You, you were been asked something on my list was to fix a, a cabinet area. Oh, to that take had, out. That the had, had this little organizer. Wheel in it.
1: it was a weird it, organizer that was making it hard for.
0: And space. finally, finally, I just got up and I just started unscrewing things. He took things. it out. Woo-hoo! And I took it out. I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> And, and I, and then I didn't just do that. I I thought I'm going to do that. And if I just leave it like this, she'll get down on her knees and clean it and she'll be happy. She'll still be happy. But then mm-hmm. I'm like, what if I clean it too? Mm-hmm. And so then I, I, just, then I was real happy I, I cleaned and then the I, whole came in thing, and I organized all my stuff and then she got to just do the part that's fun for her The organizing, and I just yeah. felt like that. That's speaking her love language, actually. Mm-hmm. That is like yep. tending the relationship with my bride yeah. because she really cares about those things. So sometimes they're just very basic things that we're not doing. In fact, that's true in success in anything. It's the most basic, simple, foundational things that are not happening that are causing a lack of success. That's true in business. It's true in marriage. It's true in parenting. It's true in family. You just mm-hmm. do, you're not following through every time Right. You know, that is the basic principle. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: totally. And of course, as far as progress goes, there's financial progress. Also, it's the last thing on our you talked about projects. We talked about friendships. We talked about spiritual aspect, making sure that each other has time to be able to be growing spiritually. Those are all important things, but financial things can sometimes be a stressful conversation. Sometimes that is the taboo topic because there's just contentment of how much is actually being provided, or there's a unrealistic expectation based upon how somebody else was raised, or there's simply like a stress because there's been a trial or suffering or something that's happened in the family alone. The recession can add the stress, right? Mm-hmm. That's not anything anybody has, any of you have done that's happening to you. Yeah. So sometimes there's the the things that bad choices that we make. Sometimes there's the sacrifices that we make for the greater mission, right? Like, you know, different things we choose maybe are not as lucrative as, as others, right? But then there's the elements of like things happening to you, regardless of what, what the circumstances are that don't that doesn't even matter. Sometimes just talking about the financial struggle, if there is one, can be stressful. Let's just take the stress out of the equation and not let the enemy have a foothold by not talking about it. Because if it's stressful and you're not talking about it so that you can have fake peace. Yeah, I'm saying fake peace again. Because it's fake peace if you just don't talk about issues when there are issues. So instead, engage encourage progress, brainstorm together. Two brains are so much better than one. Communicate, how can you save money? How can you maybe build something on the side? Like what are the other options that you can have so that there is less of, maybe you don't eliminate the financial stress, but it's lesser, right? But the, but this is the thing. The whole point is, is working as a team together and not taking it personally, recognizing that it's a thing and that you're like, Proactively encouraging one another and making progress—that's what's important.
0: Hey, we hope this has helped you, and uh, we're so excited this year. Mm-hmm. Get ready for the marriage courses coming out sometime this next year, Lord willing. That's but, right. Uh, we're super excited.
1: See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening and being a part of the 10 Million Legacies movement. Go to BeCourageousMinistry.org for more biblically-based resources, ways to switch where you spend your money that support the mission, and information about the incredible Be Courageous app community for believers.
0: Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program.
1: Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video session with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting.
0: This is an incredible self-paced program. We cover everything from tending to their hearts, handling obedience, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private group in the Be Courageous app, live webcasts, and direct access to us.
1: If you're interested in joining our next Online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at Be That's Be